Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Happy Thursday, everyone. Oh, hello. <clears throat> well, I just want to set this off. I'm going to set the record straight. I don't care what anybody says. Oh. Broccoli and mac and cheese oh. is the way to go. I prefer, enjoy, and encourage you guys to put some broccoli or cauliflower in your mac and cheese. And I am won over by my white side, and I don't care. I also wanted to let you guys know um, that I'm officially very old and the highlight of my week was strolling in home goods with headphones on listening to my discover on Spotify. It was just, I just had moments of relishing it. I just said this, there's no other place I'd rather be. There's nothing else I'd rather be doing than strolling home goods, listening to hip hop and R&B. So those are my updates. Oh, my God. I don't need any feedback from them. So <laughs> thank you for listening. Well, my update, similar to last week, how I was shocked that black people are doing drugs. <laughs> I'm shocked that black people are. Re- You've mentioned this. I told you that. They're getting their lips done. Black getting people are getting their- more than their lips done. So I know that black people get. Black and brown black people, people get bla- black plastic women? surgery. People. But they are getting face work done. And I was Girl. like, for real? I didn't yes. know that. And it's regular black people that I know. Mm-hmm. Influencers that we know just showing you how to get your lips injected. And, and your cheeks. Something done. in your cheeks and your under eye. Everything. Let I was watching. a lot of money. Would we not do it? Would you be like, let me I just see I what I this would. looks like. I don't think I'm. I'm so. Okay. So Sunny Hostin. Oh, in the view. <laughs> Who that is? I was shocked that she admitted, and I should have known that because looking at her face, I'm like, duh. But what I didn't know was that Sunny was a like G cup. She never looked like that on the view. View, and she admitted that she wore a sports, a regular bra, a sports bra, and she had stuff to strap her down because she was so self-conscious about how large her breasts were and she didn't want I guess I guess she just she wasn't comfortable I'm not gonna say why I'm not gonna assume why but she was not comfortable in her body well I'm not assuming she did say she said she didn't want it to be a distraction she always felt like it sexualized her yeah she was a I think a double d and then she had kids and they got bigger so she got um, a breast reduction. And I'm like, in my mind, I don't consider a breast reduction plastic surgery because I'm who I am. And, and I have large breasts that I've considered having a breast reduction around. But I'm also like, okay, well, I don't think that most women don't do that because they're trying to enhance anything. Most women do that in my mind 
because one, their back hurts, their spine is not aligned, their bras are so expensive and they can't find clothes to fit. And yes, you feel over-sexualized in everything that you wear. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, plastic surgery is more around, you do this for desirability or attention. And that's my own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But then she talked about how she went in there and then the surgeon was like, oh, you should get a little lipo on your neck and on your chin, get that taken down. You should do a little this, do a little that. And I was like, and then all the women started talking about all the work that they've had done on the on the panel. And I thought to myself, wow, it is all like everything feels like a lie. I, I buy this face cream. I do all this shit. And it's, it's Botox and injections and derma, whatever the hell that they put in their faces to make them look like that. Yes. So now I have worry which is ridiculous. I have worry around how I'm going to age because I'm really actually going to look like myself. (laughs) And I don't know. It just blew my mind. I didn't know that we were, that that folks were getting face work, like real face work and young, young, like younger than me. Yes. And, and getting your lips done to me is like, okay. But I mean like, okay, that that's not really around age. That's around. You want bigger lips, but getting like age work done in like Mm -hmm. your twenties. Yeah. It's, yep. it's blowing my mind. You would get work yeah, done to your face. Crazy. Like you would, I would get- definitely get, we've already talked about this and I don't have any thing. I would get Botox in my forehead. Absolutely. But is that, I mean like changing your face, like Botox in your forehead. Okay. That's still your face. It's just not going to move I don't, different. I don't, if, if as a younger woman in my forties, maybe not, but as a 50 year old woman, I don't know <gasps> who's to say. So you might get like, um, my grandmother got work done. My mom's mom got work done. Really? What did she get? She got a neck, a chin. Uh, a neck lift. I mean, if if you can afford it, because it's all vanity anyway. Mm-hmm. You saying I wouldn't get my work done is another form of vanity in itself of being like, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with myself. Those other girls are insecure or they're trying to change themselves. It's all vanity. It's is all that ego. vanity? I see that as like a a form of resistance of like, no, I'm going to actively try to love myself as I am, even though yikes. Maybe, but I don't know that. I don't know. I I think that maybe there's something in all of us that are like, "Mm, there's a judgment in the people that do choose to do that, which doesn't Mm -hmm. feel as doesn't feel neutral at all. It feels like an ego thing as Mm. well, but the decision to do it or not to do it is that person's decision. I don't, I'm not there yet to say. So is it true? I wouldn't get like a BBL. I don't think I'm going to go that far. I wouldn't get my breasts done. I wouldn't. See, I, that's what um, I'm saying. I thought black women were getting body work done, not stuff to their mm-mm. face. Because I really believe like, is it true? Like black, black does black crack and we just don't know? Like, oh, no, I don't know. Like, <laughs> do we know? I have seen very old black women and that shit don't crack. No, that's why it's even more outrageous because yeah. black women are the standard of beauty. And then you're. But then they're looking like saw face, like you said, like you already have full lips. Wait, explain that. Saw. Saw the movie. You know the clown in the movie, y'all? That's what these um it's not the lips, it's the cheeks. It's this like, yeah, artificial, unnatural, stiff uniform look that's happening. Uniform. That's, that's like what if it you is. getting your shit done and nobody can tell, good 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 work by you. But if you walking around doing it to get this like Cardi B's face, like she intentionally wants this 
heart-shaped, thin, sharp Sharp chin, high cheekbone, yeah. High cheekbones, big cheekbones, Asian-looking eyes. It's like, all right, go off. But you look uncomfortable. It looks uncomfortable to like... But here we are judging. Shout out to y'all. Do, do whatever. I'm not whatever. trying to judge. I'm, I was just really shocked. And I'm really shocked at how many regular folks I know are getting mm-hmm. it because it is expensive. It is so or expensive. It is, it's less expensive. It's more accessible, I think, to a lot of people because it's not as expensive as it was. How much I was it just costs? like the rich and famous. I don't know, but it's like skin regular, like, um, yeah, like a dermatologist treatment. It's like included in your treatment, spa treatment. If you have a specialized tech that does it, I think it's going to become more and more accessible to people. Wow. It's just going to become, yeah, normal. I feel like Body it's gonna... augmentation. It's just what you do. It's your choice. Interesting. Well, we'll see. We'll see how, we'll see how it goes on my 40th birthday if I'm there. I just don't, I can't, I would be, I don't think I trust people enough. I don't think mm. I trust a surgeon enough to fuck with my face. Like cutting of my face is different than like a little injection. Yes. Cutting of my face probably not. No. Or even an injection. Like you can have me out here looking. I did you see how upset I was over my haircut? Imagine if you inject some shit in my face and I really don't like how that is and then I'm I don't know. I just don't trust it's my face. I don't know. I want to hear from folks. If you've had stuff done, what has your experience been? How expensive is it? Can you keep it up? Because apparently you have to keep this stuff up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I know somebody who doesn't keep it up. And then when she gets it done, oh, you could tell. You're like, whoa, your face changed overnight. But shout out out to y'all. I I guess I don't know if black really doesn't crack. And you cancel (laughs) me for that. But I was looking at Naomi Campbell and I was like, is that her face? Oh, no, girl. No, uh, no, sweet bean. Like Amon, Angela, no. <gasps> no. Angela Bassett. No, no, it's not no. makeup. No, Angela Bassett has definitely gotten work done on her face. Yes. Beyonce's got all oh, I of them. Tell have Beyonce. I can tell the light skin ones more. Sorry, y'all. It shows. But Wow. Angela Bassett, absolutely. She's her. She still look good as hell, and it sh- she look good as hell to like go off. Like, yeah, I just why not? I, it's blowing my mind because I have these unrealistic expectations of how of I should look naturally? when I age. Yes, letting God let your body take its natural course of well. I'm thinking that disintegration like, and. Fl- Flicidity? I think what I, I'm thinking that these other things are possible, that these are possibilities. You know, I see these that women, you can I'm like, naturally yeah, if I take tone? care oh, of myself, no. if I use the no. right lotions, if I this, I really uh-huh. believe that. And I'm shocked. My friend Black <laughs> posted something. This is a, this is a um, PSA for everyone. There's an issue with Instagram right now. And Instagram is accidentally showing the unedited picture for a split like two seconds before it shows the edited picture. So if you're editing pictures on these other apps that are not Instagram, somehow it's showing the unedited version first. It's reading the data wrong. 
And so he, he screen recorded a couple of people that he was seeing it. And when I tell you their entire face, like completely different. And I, so this is just a PSA. If you, if you're editing up these photos and you're slimming that chin and raising them cheeks, they were lightening their skin, do all kinds of shit. And he just kept sending them to me. It was like, when you tear yourself up in these pictures that we take, you need to understand that none of this is real and you really believe it is. And it's a problem. Like you've been got, and I really have, like I scroll on Instagram and think this shit is real. No, who knew? Nothing is real. I'm shocked. Mm-mm. Even the smoothness of these bodies. I'm like, yeah, I gotta work out because I gotta get smooth. I'm like you ain't gonna get smooth. You might get smaller, girl. but you still gonna have dimples and shit, girl. Did you girl. know that? Yeah, Antoinette, now you're making me. Upset. <laughs> I'm getting Wait annoyed with myself. I really was like, that ain't real. All right, we'll we'll move on. But I really, <laughs> I'm telling you, I I have so much unlearning and work to do. We That's why I've been staying the off of works. <laughs> Wait, wait till we all learn that none of this shit is real. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I really have a lot. I've been staying off of it. And like you said, unfollowing accounts that don't make me feel good. Good work by you. So yes. a lot of travel accounts are getting unfollowed because they don't even post the places anymore. They just post a bad bitch in the pool. Smooth. Boo. Smooth. Smooth is with all the big girls smooth. All the plus size it. models. It ain't. That's why I like Ashley Graham because she posts the unedited photos. And I just thought like, oh, she has dimply skin. Stupid, yo. Anyway, moving right along. Be nice to yourself. What? I said be nice to yourself. Don't say stupid. I don't have no problem with dimply skin. All right. This is a... um. We're going to get into our voicemails. I should set that up a little better. We have some voicemails from before the break, believe it or not. We were not able to get to all of them last week, but I thought these two were really interesting. So I think that we should play both, take a little, take play one, take a breath, play the other one, because these two people have varying opinions on the same topic. And I, th- I just, I love that. I thought it was interesting. So if you are interested in giving us a call, please call us at 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. All right. Here away. Hey, y'all. I just finished listening to It's Jonathan Majors tearing us apart. And I wanted to comment and possibly offer a little bit of perspective on the part about um, the NPR interview with Michelle Obama. Oddly, earlier today, I was listening to Michelle Obama when she did the Revolt interview. I didn't watch the NPR one, but um, if you have a moment, I think, Shanti, it's a better, what you're describing that she said, and I think you had a, a bunch of amazing points, but I don't think she was coming from that perspective. And in the Revolt interview, she brings up how she believes marriage is not ever 50-50 in that one as well. In the Revolt one, it's Angie Martinez, Kelly Rowland, Miss Tina, um, her, Winnie Har- and Winnie Harlow. And so because her book is about being open and vulnerable and things like that, um, I, don't, I don't think she was coming from that space in which you describe and bring up. Um, and I think maybe her perspective on that interview may um, have you not being devil's advocate, not to say that your points are 
um, accurate or anything like that. But I think I just didn't see it that way. And I literally had listened to that whole thing this morning. I was like, oh, wow, they're talking about this. And oddly, not oddly, I shouldn't say that, but what Antoinette is speaking to is what I think Michelle Obama was getting at more. And as a younger person, I do believe the points that you bring up. Like, I've been in a relationship before, and I've asked older people, like, why do you stay around? And they're just kind of like, you kind of just got to hang on. I'm like, girl, I'm not doing that. Um, I think Michelle Obama speaks a lot about when you're in your younger years, taking the time out to know and understand yourself before you hop into these different um, relationships with people. And I think she's more so speaking for somebody that's dedicated themselves to marriage. It, it just didn't come off that way in this interview to me. Um, and then also, are you communicating those things? I heard Antoinette bringing that a lot. And I kind of think she alludes to what are you, you know, do you have the voice in you to even speak up and state your boundaries and know exactly what you want? Those are all things that you have to teach yourself in before you get into relationship with someone else. Um, and I, I certainly stand my ground on I'm not sticking around for nothing. So I hear you on that. I just think that that other interview was um, – she didn't, she didn't sound like that. And I don't know if it was because it's a panel of black women or something. I know NPR kind of is a different, but she just didn't sound like that to me. And I know, Shanti, you, to me, it sounds like you always come from a more uh, not so capitalistic um, point of view. She got cut off. I got cut off and I was talking about that Michelle Obama Revolt interview. And I'm sorry that I had to just call back and finish, but I was saying how I don't think Shanti comes from a you don't, you don't be for the capitalistic society and all that. I think another reminder to throw in there is that Michelle Obama, um, she's in politics, and I love Michelle Obama or whatever, but she's kind of in that frame. And you'll also see, and I think she talks about this in some of her other books too, but in this book they talk about, like, Michelle Obama comes from a two-parent household where she really honors her father and her mother. Um, and I think um, – for, I just don't think she had the type of background for you to be at less, to really champion that holistic. And I think her privilege comes in a different space. And I know we all black, but I just think it comes from a different space. Just listening to the way she talks, she probably definitely ain't talking about what you're talking about. We might be, but she probably ain't on that at all. So that's probably not where she's coming from. But that definitely don't take away from all of the things that y'all were pointing out. Um, I just thought it was crazy that I watched the interview and I was bringing it up. But it's very, very good. I don't know if the NPR one is this good, but I really, really enjoyed all of the talks that she had about it. So maybe if you watched that one, it's an hour and 40 minutes. It's real, real long, but it was very good. And it's got, like, young and old people on there. So look at that. But y'all have a good one. You know, I love listening to y'all. Bye. So that's the first perspective. And then we have the second. Hi, Antoinette. Hi, Shanti. Um, it's my first time calling, but this episode number 226. Oh, my name is Makita from Brooklyn. Sorry. <laughs> Need to say that too. But, um, this episode number 226 really got to me, got me in tears because I am currently married and I am going to file a divorce and I didn't listen to the Michelle Obama. I just saw the outtakes, and it really bothered me because 
I'm tired as a black woman that we always have to suppress and thug it out until things get better. Um, I never thought that I would be in this situation in my marriage, but here I am. And I'm not happy. And in order to choose happiness, as sometimes you do have to walk away no matter how much you love somebody. And now we're like going back into this whole thing like, yes, you know, you have to endure and things are bad. And if they're bad, they're going to get better one day. But when you have those hard conversations, as Antoinette said so much and about having hard conversations, after you have the hard conversations and you give a person an opportunity to change and they don't want to change, um, after the embarrassment leaves you, because that's where I was for a long time, it's time to move on. Um, as hard and as tricky as it is for me, that's what I plan to do. And um, as much as I, scare, I am scared in this, I am encouraging other people to seek your happiness, no matter if it's with yourself or with somebody, because I thought I had a partner for the long run, but I lost myself and I allowed and I avoided and I rejected a lot of things that I saw. But I don't want to make this long because I always laugh when people make this long and I love you guys and keep on doing what you're doing. I love these conversations and I love y'all. Bye. Mm. Thoughts? It just just beautiful range. Um I think yeah, I think the um, I think often for for people that we admire for relationships, the gold po- post that we uphold often is this longevity, is things work out, is compromise, is sacrifice, is I got your back, you got mine. Mm-hmm. And not to say that in any way is not something to aspire towards, but I, I guess it is having more models of black couples that don't make it or don't even make it. See all the language and mm-hmm. all everything around it is around failure. And, mm-hmm. and again, I do connect it to capitalists. Like we can't separate these notions of failure, success, reward, whatever um, in our intimate relationships. But yeah, I, I don't know if we have enough examples and enough actual collective space and like consideration for for what is possible on the other side of more short term relationship. If, if Lori Harvey decides to continue to do this till she's 96, what she's doing now, how are we going to look at her? What how do we mark that as success or not? She's like, no, I'm never you know, doing this, this, this marriage thing or, or this working out relationship in a particular way. But anyway, I, anyway, it's just the range of both listeners, I think is dope. And two things can exist at one time. And also I think we're learning. There's a lot that I think we're learning from each side. I know I definitely um, thought a lot about that conversation after we had it. So, mm. yeah, I think, um, I think in Michelle Obama's case, it's very specific because it worked out for seemingly. <laughs> seemingly, seemingly. I mean, it seems as though it 
had worked out. And and that's not always going to be the case. And what does working out look like? I guess it worked yeah. out in the way that she um, wanted for herself. Where oh, she's, what is the definition of worked out? Like, I mean, success. for her. Well, yeah, I'm not. I don't. I I think that they seem to me successful because they seem happy and they seem like they honor each other. And you know, it's not necessarily because they're still together. It just that helps. But um, it's beautiful to see folks navigate things and come out on the other side. I'm sure navigating the presidency was hard as hell. Um, and just and and definitely probably even harder, if not the same amount of difficulty would be running for president that's that is I, I can't imagine what that does to a relationship so you know it seems like they are they are both still madly in love with one another and and helping Hopefully one another yeah. yeah so I think well, I hope that for them maybe that's why her example is is an interesting one and to the caller who's getting a divorce like I just feel like if you don't feel that and it doesn't feel right for you girl you're doing the right thing for yeah, for or you or the celebration of her coming closer to herself and yes. being madly loving with herself and them hopefully amicably breaking up mm-hmm. or getting closer to themselves feels congratulations is a success as well yeah it, so hopefully they were both in service to one another so tricky anyway let's take a break let's take a break and come back and talk about my white king, Dr. Andrew Huberman. <laughs> Are you going to sing? After these messages, we'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we are back. So I've, I've name dropped him a couple times now. And I, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. And it gives me anxiety. <laughs> Dr. Andrew Huberman. Yes, Huberman. Huberman. One of those. I discover him on a night of scrolling. And don't be mad, but I saw him on the Joe Rogan show. Saw a clip. And I was like, what's this? What he talking about? This very, um, did you, did you, oh yeah, you've seen him. Yeah, this kind of attractive White man, he looks like he probably cooks his food maybe outside. Might have killed an animal or two. Knows how to build a fire. Yeah. Knows Mm -hmm. how to skin a rabbit. But very um, poised, polished, great. uh, What is the word? 
I can't even say it because it's so, my mind is so uh, posture. Just a just a, he, there was an energy to him. I want to know about him. And so I listened to a bunch of his videos and fell in love and not in like a love way where I want to be with him, but like love way where I am grateful for him. And I was talking, I think it was last week, Monday, about my new morning routine. As I go it is a good segue because my morning routine is helping me with my, how you say it? Such and such rhythm. No. Circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm. I almost said, what's the word when you- Cicada. No, I almost said sciatica. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. My circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm. Okay. So basically, Dr. Huberman- has a bunch of videos where he talks about this. And I was like, you know what? It's worth a try because I'm sick of feeling sluggish. And I have to say that my friend Black, y'all heard Black on the podcast, has been telling me this for at least a year and a half. He's been saying, listen, you are battling sometimes depression and sadness and loneliness and frustration and all the things, and something that will help you, and you're also not sleeping well, something that will help you is for you to get sunlight in your eyes as soon as you wake up. Go outside and take a walk. And I'm like, do you know what time I go to sleep? Don't nobody have time for that? And I did not have, I didn't listen to him. And then this white man told me to do it, and I was like, I heard you. So I will be honest, I've only gone for a walk maybe once or twice since the new year because ain't no sunlight out there. And he says that, if you're, if there's no sunlight, if it's like the season where there's not a bunch of light, you need to do it for 30 minutes. I don't have time for that. So what I've been doing is I get up, I immediately open my, my blinds, pull them all the way up in all three windows of my room. And I let the sun light in and I sit by the window of the window that's facing the sun the most. And so He says that the single best thing that you can do for your mood, your metabolism, energy, and sleep is to do this and to take at least 10 minutes, ideally not by a window, but take at least 10 minutes to let the sunlight in your eyes. No sunglasses, no nothing. Like let it in your eyes. Don't stare directly in the sun like Trump. Okay, clarify. Thank you. let Let it hit your skin. Let yourself feel it. And it sets into motion a huge... Um, neurobiological and hormonal Mm. cascade that are Mm. good for you. So sunlight, we know sunlight Mm. is, gives you vitamin D and they're used interchangeably. And our bodies rely on the sun to provide us with like this vitamin D. And so vitamin D is also been compared to oxygen. It's vital Mm. for life. And it's estimated, I am one of these people that as much as 40% of the American population is vitamin D, D deficient. How you know you're vitamin D deficient? My doctor told me. Every time I go I to know. the doctor, they tell me you need to take vitamin D supplements. Girl, that is important. I know. Um, which I've been doing. But um, your immune system also relies on vitamin D. And the sunlight helps you perform critical functions. It helps with even your digestive system, which... I think that I've mentioned once or twice on here that mine is a mess. Um, and so while studying disorders like obesity, diabetes, a team of researchers accidentally discovered that this SC Watt, 
I don't know how to say it. Subcutaneous white. Yes. Adipose tissue, the the layer under your fat cells. Let's I know go. that's or right, queen. Layer. She did go yes. to nursing school. Um, they tend to shrink when exposed to the sun's natural blue light that it radiates. And so it causes our cells to actually store less fat. And additionally, the sun helps speed up your metabolism by releasing nitric oxide oxide, and a whole bunch of other shit, y'all. I can't read all this (laughs) shit. This is ridiculous. (laughs) The sun is good for you or whatever, whatever. okay? But the main thing- Find out why on your own time. The main thing is it's serotonin. Serotonin is a precursor. Girl, I said, what politician (laughs) did- What did serotonin have to do with this? I the tiniest piece of an edible and I'm (laughs) losing it. Stick what with me, kids. I'm going to get it together. But serotonin is a precursor to melatonin. So this hormone helps regulate sleep and your wake cycles. So once the sun starts to go down at a certain time, my body immediately is like, it's time for bed. And I've noticed that it works. Mm. And when the sun's hitting me in my face, it's like, okay, you, it's time to wake up. It mm. also offsets cortisol, which is the main stress hormone. So that's something that I've been doing. I then, I wake up, I I do that. And while I'm sitting there, I'm drinking water immediately. I'm cleansing my system, hydrating my system. And the biggest thing is that I'm staying away from caffeine. Yes, even green tea, because I don't drink coffee for at least the first 90 minutes of me being awake. So caffeine is an adenosine antagonist, which it makes you, adenosine makes you feel sleepy, okay? So caffeine blocks this, but when it wears off, your energy drops like a caffeine crash because what happens is the adenosine, if you drink coffee immediately in the morning, it's not fully out of your system. You're not fully awake yet. So the caffeine, like, um... the caffeine, what is it? It binds to this adenosine and it's trying to combat the adenosine, but it's not always successful. And so it causes that crash. If you allow your body to naturally get rid of the adenosine in your system, then when you have that caffeine intake, it'll keep you up and you will be more productive and you will even feel better and it'll have longer lasting results. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. So then no email, no phone, no social media. I love that. None of that. You get up and you get your brain working. You read, you work out, you do something that's challenging to get Mm. your mind going. So what I've been doing is Heather Robinson's workouts. She needs to start paying us. Um, (laughs) And then I don't eat. I do not eat for at least the first. I don't really eat until 12 or 1 because I'm doing intermittent fasting. But I, when I take a shower, I end my shower with a cold shower. And that sounds like hell to a lot of people. And it sounded like hell to me. And I actually have a friend who told me that he was doing this. Um, it's also really good for curly hair. Really good. Hair I, yeah. Really good for curly hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but the this results in high levels of dopamine and endorphins. So dopamine is responsible for allowing you to feel pleasure, satisfaction, and motivation. And when you feel good that you've achieved something, it's because you have a surge of dopamine in your brain. And they jolt your system. Oh, excuse me. And the endorphins, they jolt your system to increase alertness, clarity, and energy levels. 
Um, it's, it's also sometimes referred to as like the happiness hormone and basically helps with overall well-being and optimism. That is what a cold shower will do. In the beginning, I would take my like lukewarm shower and then I would just end real quick with a cold rinse and hop out. Now I'm noticing that my ability to like maintain the cold, my tolerance Mm -hmm. is getting a little higher. And so I'm like, okay, this is cool. And I'm noticing, and it could just be because Dr. Huberman told me, but I am noticing that I am starting my day with a much better attitude. I do have more energy now that I'm doing this this regimen. So just to go over the regimen for all the folks, it's get sunlight get in sunlight your eyes or on your body. Immediately. Drink water immediately. No emails or social media or any kind of tech for the first one and a half hours that you're awake. Mm-hmm. Don't drink That's 90 eat minutes. food <laughs> until nine. Uh-huh. Shower. No, don't, not don't eat food till nine. It's don't eat food and for the first Make ninety minutes meal. of you. Okay. Oh yeah. Also, I forgot that in your largest meal is lunch, while the sun is at okay. its peak. Okay. Do something challenging mm-hmm. within the first time of uh, exerting Puzzle, yourself. Reading in some a way. book, stretching, Love that working out, and then sh- ending your shower with a cold, a jolt of cold. Mm-hmm. He says to try it for at least five minutes. To stay in what i know at first I'm, I'm telling you i thought it was insane but i girl if you can the russian do, spa if you can do lukewarm for five minutes and then slowly turn that hot water down 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 it does make quite a difference it i, I swear it really does so i've been using these techniques to try to you know me be more productive, but not productive in the terms of producing something for other people, but just more productive in terms of my time, how I utilize it, and just overall feeling better. Because I noticed in 2022, I was high functioning, but I don't know how productive I was. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, So I got a lot of shit done, but it was at my expense quite often. And then I noticed at the beginning of 2023, I was lacking all motivation to show up fully in any way. I was like sluggish. I was down. I just was not feeling the new year. And what I realized was I was lacking the motivation to continue as I was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in a way. Yeah, yeah. It was like something has to give you don't want to spend the next year doing what you were doing and and you have to figure this the hell out. So then it brought me to another video of his that was like, never lack motivation again. This was very interesting. So basically, and I don't want to go through all this, but we work hard and this registered to me. Most people work hard for the sake of, of the reward and that can backfire Mm. and I work hard for the sake of um I don't know whether it's the podcast more listeners growing more number more money uh more notoriety uh at work a raise um the completion of a project whatever it is and so 
there was an experiment done at Stafford um, University where children who loved to draw, they just intrinsically loved to draw um, and they drew for enjoyment all the time. The researchers took those children and they started to give them rewards, rewards that children would enjoy, a gold sticker, a star, whatever it was. And then they stopped and, and the children would draw to get these gold stickers. And then they stopped giving the children these rewards. And that what they found was that the children who enjoy drawing on their own, they enjoy art, they no longer had the motivation to draw. And what they found was it was because they took the reward away and they associated enjoyment with drawing less to drawing and more to the reward itself. And so he goes on to explain why this is the case. And so we're reaching peak dopamine levels from receiving the reward. Our, our brain somehow switches up and associates the dopamine with the reward. And so the baseline for how much we need in order to experience pleasure is heightened. And so the regular schmegular everyday act of drawing is no longer pleasurable for us. And then cognitively, we no longer enjoy the activity because we're not getting the dopamine we once did during the activity. And so, Secondly, dopamine controls our experience with time, which blew my mind on this one. So if you're doing an activity, let's say exercise, and you're only thinking about the reward at the end. Okay, after I finish this exercise, I'm going to have a piece of dark chocolate. Or after I finish this exercise, I'm going to go out with my friends or whatever the case is. The amount of time perceived, like being passed, in like, it slows it's down longer. substantially. So when mm -hmm. they say time flies when you're having fun, it's a real thing mm -hmm. because your dopamine levels are so high that you're just experiencing pleasure and you're not counting down the time of when it's over to receive that reward. Does that make sense? Worked completely. Yeah. So I say all that long-winded ass uh, discussion here, but I say all that because I started to think about, oh my God, what do I do? You, what, do, how do I do this? How does this show up in my life? And you have this thing with me is when we'll go over numbers, like we sat here, Chanti, for six hours in the beginning of the new year and did an around the way curls meeting. And we reviewed the goals for 2022. And on the goals for 2022, we wanted to see if we met those goals. We met about 90% of those goals. And I was focused on the 10% we didn't meet because we didn't get the reward of those things. And I, I was not focused on the enjoyment that I had recording this with you, recording with Mandy and Bridget, watching it grow, seeing the numbers go up, the enjoyment I would get to see our numbers double are now like, okay, we got to get here. There's a new reward. There's a new goal. I think about that with exercise. I used to really enjoy working out. I used to really enjoy sweating and listening to my music and talking to folks at the gym. And it's, I don't work out as social anymore, but now I want a reward. I want to see the, the change 
in my or goddamn per- body. The perceived reward in the future yes. because you never actually experience. Well, in some cases, the reward because it's always. Ooh, what a segue that is. That is called future. growth mindset. And growth mindset is the idea that you are always striving. You are always getting better. And that striving itself is the end goal. You're never finished. So you don't focus on the reward. You focus mm. on the now, on the strive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Think about sex. We mm-hmm. focused on the orgasm. Mm-hmm. Focused on this. And no longer experiencing the present. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I want to ask you. So wait a minute. That's the opposite. the The growth mindset is that you are focused on the present, or the growth mindset is you are focused on the future. The reward. growth mindset is that you are focused on the strive. The work there is itself. no reward. There is yeah. No there reward. is no future reward. And that's how, ladies and gentlemen, you stay motivated. That's that's how he's saying you'll never lack motivation again because you're you're always in in this space where you're like, oh, you know how people are like, oh, I'm hopefully I'm a what what do they say? I'm a student of life forever. It's that basically like I'm I've never reached my peak. I'm always being expansive. I'm always growing. I'm always discovering. And the way that I enjoy that that I reach my peak dopamine levels is that I'm fully in my opinion you have to be fully present in the now and in the enjoyment of the now I I love that I love the idea of being fully present in the in the moment and I think it it again um contradicts our obsession with the present being enjoyable and pleasurable versus being in the moment and accepting that some moments you have to be are painful some moments hurt the working out hurts but that doesn't mean that you can't be completely present in it but it still releases dopamine it still releases dopamine the the yeah i think often we try to escape that or we try to um put a negative perception on like that hurts I want to because it's also like a biological thing to avoid pain as well like we Mm -hmm. don't want to feel pain and we'll try to avoid it um and we have to battle against that as well but I love it I think it's very connected to being here being now being in the moment um and not set on this carrot that's dangling Mm -hmm. in front of you and appreciative of what's happening and proud of what proud of yourself like you it's it you can also be in the moment of doing something and thinking i fucking hate this this is awful Mm -hmm. like i think it's also another mindset to be um focused on the good or focused on the listen if we want to get really involved it's neither good nor bad you're just in the moment you're just experiencing the thing and you're not judging any of it this isn't for my future Mm -hmm. this isn't to heal the past i'm just being here now doing this downward dog until the next moment i'm not and neither is good nor bad which which is um which hard is a way to it's hard to do because we're so addicted to like judging something well, judging, we're, we're, uh, most importantly judging ourselves at least 
in my um we're also conditioned for that like when you when you are um you know yeah the reward are your grades or you know when you're in school or the reward is that you're student of the month and then when you get to work it's like Mm -hmm. oh maybe you get a bonus for your work Mm -hmm. or um there's always rewards everywhere and i don't mean to say that rewards are bad they're not but cognitively it's we have to be more conscious of the rewards stealing the joy from the doing yeah and that is I don't know if I yeah. I haven't wrapped my mind around that mm-hmm. just yet. He mm-hmm. his offering is that you continue to do really hard things. So mm-hmm. when I mentioned the climb earlier this week, I was watching the climb, the show on HBO where these people are literally rock climbing, and they're in so much pain. Oh my God, their bodies are trembling, Shanti. They might cut themselves on the rock. They might be exhausted. They might be terrified. My God, even when they fall, the amount of dopamine, the the endorphins released, how they they are, they feel so good. Sometimes they feel bad because they didn't get, you know, it's still a competition. Yep, see? And they didn't get to where they wanted to be. But for the most part. If they're present in the moment, then they're feeling good. There's they're, a woman, but if they're focused on the right. reward, then it could be an awful experience. One of the worst experiences of their life. There's a woman who went home on the first episode. I don't want to spoil it, who it was. I already spoiled it. It was a woman. But she, <laughs> wow, her she was so fucking proud of herself. It yeah. was so inspiring. She yeah. was not one of these people that was like, oh, beating herself up. And I got to win. I got to do. She was just so chill and freed up and present and it was a beautiful thing to see i'm gonna try and connect this back to both callers that we listened to before as well in that i think michelle obama in a lot of ways is like you don't necessarily have to focus on the long game of what your idea of what a successful or healthy marriage is and that it's equal and that I do this, he does this versus being present in the moment with that person and kind of managing what you're both dealing with, being present in your relationship and its needs, Mm -hmm. as well as I also see the other side of Another person that's and and doing that continually, right? And then at the very end, fifty years later, you're like, "Yo, we don't been through some shit." And I, all I was focused on was showing up and being present in our relationship. But in hindsight, like, we didn't complete, we didn't climbed a mountain together, trembling, we didn't fell, we're bloody, we did all this thing. So you have this thing to look back on and be proud of, but hopefully in the throes of your marriage and dealing all the things you're not just like focused on this idea of what a successful husband wife is because those roles obviously just get blown up from what uh, Michelle said but also being present in in a marriage and not being focused on what the future is and what a so-called successful rewarding marriage is may also you know um recognizing that this is wildly uncomfortable and hard and I I and this does not feel good I'm present in this and me being present in this and not focused on what this idyllic situation is 
I don't want to do it. So I feel like it, you know, I feel like that can be applicable to um to both those situations as well, like relational mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, You've been saying present, a lot of words, but you hear yourself? Yeah, you getting it done? Yeah, I hear you. Listen, you Listen. reading <laughs> relational? I don't Pre- know if that is, is that right. Relational I got nervous. It is right. Okay, I believe so. No, you sound good. So. I'm listening to you. Like, is it? Talk your shit. Relational. I Child. listen. I think it Relational. is. I said it is. We present. Relational algebra. <laughs> it's okay when it comes to math. Relational databases. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know if I use it correctly in that context, but we knew what you meant. But yeah, I think good. it was right. You sound good. So wait, you have some notes here. YouTube comments. I really love the two. People commented on the YouTube um, <clears throat> of this video, and one person said it's it's really interesting the two different ways of being present in something, doing something hard, and being in the moment. One old person wrote, "Interestingly, a long time ago, I'm now seventy. I started talking to myself while doing a task. This could be an athletic event or something related to my profession: ship driver and naval officer." While performing the task, I would say in a very complimentary way to myself, nice job, Terry, or I'm proud of you. That reward in time was the motivation that kept me going when others would fail or fall behind. I'm 70. I'm able to compete with myself and whatever the outcome, I feel rewarded. Important to like yourself and let your brain and spirit know that. Mm. On the contrast, someone wrote, to whom it may concern, On the part of finding dopamine from effort itself, I find it useful to think if I don't do this to the best of my ability, I will know this. I will know that ultimately I quit. So I will torture myself later for it. I think it works for me also when I know I must stand up for someone for some reason and I don't want to. I think I'm I'm number two. (laughs) You're number two. You're number one. You're number two. I don't know if I'm number one. I, I don't do that. I don't. I don't say good job by you, Shanti, while I'm in the middle of doing something. Absolutely not. I think I may be, I actually may think I'm more of the latter. Really? Being like, yeah, like negative talk while doing something. Maybe it's not, It my isn't like, I know that ultimately I quit, so I will torture myself. But it's like Oh my like God, I didn't read judgment. that as negative talk. <laughs> so I will torture myself uh, later yeah, for the, it? That sounds torture. like... The torture myself is not good, but I think what I, what I do relate to is the, yo, if I don't do this, I'll know it. I'll know it. If I don't do Mm -hmm. it to the best of my ability, you can't unknow it. You know, it Mm -hmm. It's in your body. You feel it. So like, do I want to feel like that? No, Mm -hmm. it's more Mm -hmm. like, it's Mm -hmm. more that, I don't know if torture yourself Mm -hmm. later for it. Maybe that's what they were trying to say, but Mm -hmm. interesting. Wow. Well, I have some affirmations, oh. not all of which are um, applicable to this, but we're going to do the best that we can. Okay. I think um, what is most powerful is just being present in the thing and, and working towards not putting a judgment to it whatsoever. So here's some affirmations for you to, for us all to learn to be more present and quiet minded while doing hard work. Pain is pleasure and pressure bust pipes. And it seems like 
I'm the kind of like it rough type. <laughs> My life's work is not to master the performance, but learn how to be the ever-present, compassionate audience. I can do hard things and allow myself ease as I build a real foundation of self-esteem. I can do hard things and soften into real self-love because duality is a thing. Ashe, namaste, a baby. You are clinically that, insane. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. But you're nuts. I didn't read it. And then when I heard the first line, I was like, of course, this girl is crazy. You are unwell. But I thank you for that. We haven't had a roundaway affirmation in a minute, y'all. And she came through with the come through. Wow. All right. Well, hopefully y'all feel motivated or whatever. Like, and if you don't, they're like, wait, what y'all say? (laughs) They was like, internet was messing up that first. What'd she say? Uh, she says right. Saratogan. <laughs> Saratoga <is>. spring sparkling <laughs> water is what you drink. And then the dopamine. Did she just bring politics into this? <laughs> Who the fuck is the representative Saratogan of where? <laughs> Who is she? Leave me alone. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I think we repeat it one more time. Get sunlight in your eyes. What else, Internet? Hmm. <sighs> Oh my God! Get sunlight in your eyes. <laughs> listen, that um, she's, she's her circadian rhythm is kicking in. Listen, That's my right. sciatic rhythm <laughs> is in. It says, "Go to bed, girl." It's in motion. Um, get sunlight in your eyes. Drink water right away. Immediately. No social media for the first no ninety email. minutes of the day. No technology, really. Just maybe some mu- music, fine, but no, none of the socials. Um, don't eat right away. No caffeine right away. That 90 minute rule, baby. When you shower, uh, finish with a cold shower. And then also do something hard within the first 90 minutes of waking up. It could just be waking up. Preferably have sex. Like preferably work your body out. It gets your back blown out. Tell that nigga next to you, come on, we on a new morning routine. Let me tell you something. Or that. Everybody would be able to tell sex. T- tell sex. Everybody would be able to tell when I had sex in the morning. They'd be like, you're in <laughs> such a good mood. I'm in mind your business. But they all knew. And I you would just a lot of vitamin skipping. D, girl. Oh. I'll never forget being on a call and someone pinging me and saying, um, oh my God, you sound so happy. I love this for you. And not having any idea why, but being so wildly embarrassed because it was true. I had had sex or whatever, and it had been nice. Shout out to you, you know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week on Around the Way Curls. God willing. Amen. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Wake up and we touch him, but I can't feel. I got too many problems to put off still for the